This is Tercets, a literary podcast by the Ekphrastic Review. We have the most and the best writing inspired by art. I'm your host, Brian Sammons. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tercets. Today you're going to hear some awesome writing by Anita Nahal, Allery Tanil, and Saad Ali. Each of them wrote something inspired by our recent ekphrastic challenge on a piece by the Swiss painter Sophie Teuber Arp. I hope you like it, and with no further ado, here are the writers. Next up, Anita Nahal. Anita is a poet, professor, short story writer, flash fictionist, and children's writer. She teaches at the University of the District of Columbia. Besides academic publications, her creative books include two volumes of poetry, a collection of flash fictions, four children's books, and three edited anthologies. Her third book of poetry is scheduled for release in December 2021 by Kelsey Books. Her poems and stories can be found in national and international journals in the U.S., the U.K., Asia, and Australia. Anita's poems are also housed at Stanford University's Digital Humanities Initiative, and she is also a columnist and guest contributing editor for New York-based Aduna. Two books of Anita's are prescribed on university syllabi at the University of Utrecht, the Netherlands. Anita is the daughter of Indian novelist and professor, the late Dr. Chaman Nahal, and educationist mother, the late Dr. Sudarshna Nahal. Originally from New Delhi, India, Anita resides in the U.S. Her family includes her son, daughter-in-law, and their golden doodle. For more on Anita, visit her website listed in the show notes. Here is A New Day by Anita Nahal, inspired by Sophie Teuber Arp's composition from 1931. A New Day. Clap, clap, clap. The sky is ablaze with lighted hands clapping. An equal number of feet join the dance, and there is no need for radio or television. COVID-19 seems trapped in some bubbles and squares or rectangles. Everywhere else, calm seems to be prevailing. I finally wear my gold sheer stilettos, a sweater dress in red, hold a clutch in gold, red gloss on my lips, and go out. I see cubes driving cars, and cars are circles. Buildings are thin and straight into the clouds, and grass is grown on thin lengths of reeds. Many huge shops and neon signs gesture with a forefinger pointing at us from restaurant tops. Rest is hidden, cut by huge scissors that hang from the sky. I see myself and you as two tiny shadows between the ridges and ache the touch. The music is loud, and you are not there in flesh to dance with me. I am alone in all the circles and keep swirling like dervishes in a trance that seems to go on forever. I run helter-skelter, opening all the doors till I see my bed all neat and ready. I don't waste time and let no haunts visit my dreams either. Next morning is fresh like a newly plucked orange, and as I sip the juice, the phone rings. Corona took him. Residue of the second shot in my arm hurts, but it's a new day.
Next, Allery Tanil. Allery was born and raised in Portsmouth, Virginia, and graduated from the University of Virginia in the first class admitting women. For Allery, looking at art is the surest way to inspire a poem, so she's made the Ekphrastic Review home. She confesses she was once a math nerd, too. Allery was honored to receive one of the fantastic Ekphrastic Awards for 2020. She hopes you'll check out her poetry books on the Ekphrastic bookshelf and visit her at allerypoet.com. Here is Off to Join the Circus by Allery Tennille, inspired by a Sophie Toiber Arps composition from 1931. Off to Join the Circus Geometry is fun, says my already most hated teacher of the year. What a waste, a nerd who looks like he majored in modeling. Now what? He's passing out plastic bags filled with geometric shapes cut from construction paper, felt markers, and a glue stick. What is this? Kindergarten? Tonight, you're going to play with lines, curves, angles, and shapes. Move things around. Cut things apart. Experiment. Please, please go beyond snowmen, beach balls, and houses. Surprise yourselves. There will be prizes for thinking outside of the square. I'm so not going to love geometry, but at least I like art. Maybe I can impress Mr. Looks enough to be lenient when we get to the hard stuff. But by the time I get home, I'm too tired even for a snack. I drop on the sofa and nap. Now I'm walking the high wire at a circus. I look down, down, down at the tiny people pointing at me. I smile like I know what I'm doing. No worries. That's how I know I'm dreaming. By the time I wake, my art's creating itself. Viewers look up at the tent top, see me practically rolling down the tightrope that slopes downhill. I counterbalance by leaning back. My balance pole is more across, the one I have to bear. The red shape angled below me is a foam ramp. Clowns wheel it along to catch me should I fall. The pointy black thing? That's the fear I'm facing down. And lastly, Saad Ali. Ali was brought up in the UK and Pakistan. He holds a Bachelor of Science and a Master's of Science in Management from the University of Leicester, UK. He is an existential philosopher poet. Ali has authored four books of poetry with Author House, Ephemeral Echoes, 2018, Metamorphoses, Poetic Discourses, 2019, Ekphrases, Book One, and Prose Poems, Viblio Alpha, both out in 2020. He is a regular contributor to the Ekphrastic Review. By profession, he is a lecturer, consultant, and trainer mentor. Some of his influences include Vyasa, Homer, Ovid, Attar, Rumi, Nietzsche, and Tagore. He is fond of the Persian, Chinese, and Greek cuisines. He likes learning different languages, traveling by train, and exploring cities on foot. To learn more about his work, please visit SaadAliPoetry.com. Here is Snow Leopard and Ibex by Saad Ali, 
inspired by, you guessed it, Sophie Toiber Arp's composition from 1931. Snow Leopard and Ibex for Ijaz Rahim and Lloyd Jacobs. Here the ink has rushed out of the nib as a famished snow leopard rushes out of her cave at the end of hibernation season to hunt an ibex or two in the Himalayas. Her resolve usually turns into a treat, one of a kind, for onlookers, if she has a hungry cub or two to feed, too. Sometimes the nature itself is in a dire rush, so I need not to be so hard on Homo sapiens for their propensity to rush things and or rush into things, apparently. The nature and time and space aren't always on their side either. Well, as far as space is concerned, I think I can get my mind around it, but time, I am not too certain that it even exists. I think, on many instances previously, I have already scrutinized the concept of clock amply, but perhaps I haven't performed a comprehensive autopsy on it thus far. The reason as to why it keeps finding its way into my verses the last four to five verses, or sentences, if you prefer, were not intended to be part of this composition, though. But I suppose I decided not to get in the way of the ink and the nib, and allowed myself to be devoured by this tsunami of letters as it flowed naturally instead. And again, the last four words, before the last word in the last verse, weren't necessary either. But I don't think I should be so hard on this stylo and its storage compartment and its mistress, namely the lady nib, leading the way for the refill cartridge. If anything at all, I ought to be utterly grateful to them for all their company. After all, they have been the witnesses to many, many histories, all manner of histories, histories of man and beast alike. The only thing is, on this occasion, I was that starving leopard, and I think you have gathered that already by now, and in the rush of chase, I even forgot to properly tend to the capitals and punctuation and line breaks and paragraphs and grammar in general here and it still feels as if I haven't been able to hunt a word or two at all. But even if I let this chase continue, I know that nature and woman and beast and language and pen and paper and history and all will become breathless after a very short while of chasing me. So, I think I ought not to be so hard on them all. So, I think I had better resolve to containing this rush of for composition now for now. That does it for today's episode. As always, I'd like to thank all of the writers and artists featured in today's episode and every day at the Ekphrastic Review. That includes Judati for making the music we use for our intro and outro, and Silver Process, Louis Davey, and Jazar for making the other music you heard today. If you've never read the Ekphrastic Review before, you're in big trouble, buddy. Go read something, anything, at ekphrastic.net. You'll find something there to your tastes, trust me. We have new Ekphrastic writing posted almost every day, and other fun stuff like contests. The Ekphrastic Review is a volunteer organization, so please consider making a donation while you're there, or purchasing something from the bookshelf. And if you don't mind, let me know what you thought of today's show by emailing me at tersitspod at gmail.com. I don't mind at all. I'm Brian, and this is Tersitz. Until next time, stay inspired. Stay inspired.